going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous june 1st 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas Stu is stuck still out on assignment so you're stuck with me for another day don't worry we have a absolutely packed show though Stu still did a great job of giving me everything we've got really three stories i'm going to cover uh we'll kick to oil and gas first up dominion to deactivate last two coal units in chesterfield next we've got democrats sideline newsom's plan to perform ceqa this is a really interesting uh story coming out of california specifically target what's happening around their clean energy. Gavin Newsom trying to slip some stuff in there. Um, So love a good chance to take a swing at California. And then next up, clean tanker demand drop weighs on U.S. golf rates. We've seen a huge drop in U.S. tanker shipping rates. And this article really does, I think, a good job of breaking down what that means for the overall markets. What does it, what it doesn't, uh, unfortunately tells us why oil prices are currently at 67, 68. Um, I'll cover what happened. A lot of softness in that market. Um, we did see the NASDAQ and, and S&P uh, finish in the red. We did see an, an interesting API crude oil, about 5 million barrel estimated build. As remember with the holiday, everything's pushed back a day. So as you listen to this um, on Thursday, June 1st, you will be actually hearing um, and knowing what the the, the uh, EIA has pronounced. They'll do that about 9, 30, 10. Um, for now, we've got the API numbers. I'll cover that 5 million barrel build at the end and let you guys get out of here. But as always, remember, check us out online, world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. It's where all of these stories from come from. It's the best place um, to kind of stay up to speed on all of your oil and gas news, check out dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. It's the best place for all your data and news combos. I mean, we've we had a nice little dev subscription call this morning, folks. I'm telling you, watch out. It's going behind a paywall. We appreciate everybody um, checking us out. You can email the show questions at energynewsbeat.com. But let's go ahead and dive in. I think first up quickly, Dominion to deactivate last two coal units in Chesterfield. Dominion came out on Wednesday and announced that they're going to go ahead and finally deactivate their two remaining coal units out in Chesterfield, the Chesterfield Power Station. Um, they've been in operation for more than 50 years, sit on the banks of the James River near the Dutch Gap Conservation Area. It's about one mile east of Interstate 95 and Route 288 for all you locals out there. Um, quickly, we'll do a quick moment of silence um, for the two coal plants. All right, that's enough. <laughs> you know, these were built in the 60s they, or they had other ones that were built in the 60s. This will be the latest retirement was in uh, late 2018. So this will be the first retirement since then. Again, they're, they're they're switching over to gas. So I think that's the the one thing to say, you know, in favor of, of what Dominion's doing. This, this decommissioning is moving to two new natural gas facilities that are currently being spun up right now, which I think is critical. You know, as much as we don't like coal, and don't get me wrong, coal's bad for the environment. I'll admit that. Unless you throw some scrubbers on that, it ain't good. But what I will say is this. Now, the baseload energy that coal provides is critical to be able to replace. And doing that with renewables isn't going to work. So I'm glad they're being smart, and I'm glad they're going to natural gas, because you can make that very clean. Exactly. You make that extremely clean. So I appreciate the move there. 
you know, they could have gone, they could have done something weird. They could have done something weird over there. They could have done some weird offshore, you know, energy pipe it in. You know, I wouldn't necessarily want to uh, uh, be in charge, but you know, they could have done something crazy and, and, and they went the smart route. So, you know, good for, uh, good for, good for Minnesota. Good for them. You know, I mean, it, it, you never know with Minnesota, you know, my brother lives there. He, he tells some stories, man. You never know with Minnesota. So props to them. Um, for going the smart route, deactivating their coal, switching to natural gas. Speaking of regulatory reform, we got to talk about what's going on in, in California. So this is something that I think got slipped through by Gavin Newsom a couple of weeks ago. And finally today, things kind of came to a head. So about two weeks ago, Gavin Newsom at the last minute, as budget is due by June 1st, aka Friday, he attempted to slip in 10 bills, conveniently known as QE or CEQA, which is a play on a, a, a which is a play on a, a pretty horrendous bill that has to do that. That's already made. It's basically just the name that this this climate bill that he's trying to pass has said. He basically tried to stuff 10 bills under this name CEQA in at the last minute and he tried to slip it in through the budget committee okay so today in a 30 vote the senate the california senate budget committee decided okay no 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 we like the idea of course they say they have to say they like the idea but even that even because we like it we can't pass this because we don't have enough time to read it here's the quote from the committee chair senate committee chair josh becker he's a democrat from san mateo quote the overwhelming agreement is that we need to build clean faster and cut the green tape that's been a legislative priority for me and will continue to be a legislative priority although today we are rejecting the governor's trailer bill proposals based on process as seven days is insufficient to vet the hundreds of pages of policy nuance in these proposals. We look forward to working with the administration on all of these critical issues. So they have to, of course, say they like it. Now, what's funny is they're giving us the impression that they're actually going to read this bill, which I'd be shocked if anyone actually read this bill. You know, again, most of this stuff is being you know, written by lobbyists. So, I mean, this has probably got Sierra's club name all over. And I hope they got rid of the watermark on it. Um, so. I mean, let's just be very clear. They obviously want this to pass, but I thought it was funny and and worth it to bring up that even in California, they're not even going to let they're not going to let him slip. And this is even too much for California. They're checking Gavin Newsom have to like it, you know, because if we keep this up, that dude might be our president. And that could that's a that's a scary thought. Um, I wish I could have Stu to opine on what that would be like. But uh, thank goodness he's on assignment because he might fall out of his chair dying. The other interesting thing I saw, this is a nice Argus article. Um, clean tanker demand drop weighs on U.S. Gulf rates. Basically, what we've seen really since the beginning of 2023 was a drop in U.S crude oil tanker shipping rates, which is really a, a a sign of profitability as these tanker rates are heavily tied to not only the price of the commodity, but the short-term future supply and demand and is arguably one of the best indicators of where prices will go. We've seen tanker rates drop substantially. Currently in 2022, we averaged about basically 950,000 per month. But to give you an idea, it's now about 713,000 per month. So you can break that down on a daily basis. Pretty insane what you pay for these takers. The point is the Gulf of New Mexico tanker has not been as profitable as it used to be. And part of the reason why export demand has faced headwinds has been basically Brazil turning away US diesel in favor of cheaper Russian supplies. I mean, that is... Unfortunately, when you create, when you put sanctions on and you're the only one abiding by the sanctions, 
other countries are going to take advantage. And, and Brazil's doing what Brazil should do is say, hey, we're going to be able to buy Russian refined diesel on the cheap. They're, they're importing 95,500 barrels per day of Russian diesel up from, you know, up an average of basically 1,800 barrels a day. Remember, our diesel imports, or excuse me, they were averaging 1,800 barrels of Russian diesel import in 2022. And in 2023, they're doing 95,000 a day. So, I mean, that's basically what a million increase in fold. Give you an idea, Brazil diesel's imports from the U.S. have fallen uh, to 75,000 barrels per day from 163,000 barrels per day. Um, to give you know, they, they they originally tried to blame you know the Gulf's slow sluggish performance on uh, poor refinery maintenance. You know, we did see some pretty low um, refinery utilization in last December, about. 86.6%. But we've averaged about 95.4 in 2023. So you really can't use that. So it's really just, again, Brazil going on the reg and being like, yo, we're buying Russian diesel. It's cheap. Sorry, is what it is. I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy. And this is the lowest level, you know, the, the lowest level since last February, which is kind of crazy to think about. And again, it's 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 countries doing what countries are doing, looking out for themselves. You know, it'd be nice if we all played well, but you know, bricks. You know, this podcast is part of BRICS. So we we got offered to buy Russian diesel. We said no, because we don't need any. But no, I'm just kidding. We, we're in BRICS Plus. So we didn't quite get the offer, unfortunately. We're, we're, we're waiting to get into BRICS. Stu's actually out on assignment, by the way. He uh, he just got hired as uh, Putin's campaign manager. So Stu will be running Vladimir Putin's 2024 presidential campaign. It'll come out probably next week, but you heard it here first. So uh, Stu's just wrapping up a couple of things in Moscow before he makes it back. So we'll have to, I, I think we're going to end up do, shooting a show tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure to, uh, we'll get him tapped in, see what's going on and uh, and, and look forward to a, another successful uh, run for Vladimir Putin. What do we got next here? Let's let's cover oil prices, 67, 71. I mean, not good guys. We're down, you know, we were, it, it wasn't good yesterday. We saw a second straight day of declines, you know, to, to end a month did, did not look well, really uh, settling lower on weak Chinese data. Um, we had a lot of, uh, you know, to, to give you guys an idea, manufacturing data pop or came out today in China contracted a lot more than we had thought, you know, what they call their purchasing managers index, their PMI um, was down to 48.8 uh, um, from 49.2 in April. Um, that forecast was supposed to be 49.4. Again, as we continue to debate this debt ceiling, the dollar continues to crumb or to hold a little bit of its value, you know, especially with this debt ceiling looking like it's going to pass dollar not doing as well. Just a choppy road for prices. I, I don't know what this means going forward. I mean, if you want some, you know, crazy analysis of oh, we're project, I don't know. You know, we're 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 on the path of whatever news comes out. So will the markets trade? You know, I think there's choppiness ahead. If you had to ask me my opinion, it's choppiness. I don't I don't think I'm bullish per se. I think I lean choppy, neutral to choppy, bearish. You know, do I think I'm completely bearish? No, I think I'm somewhere in that in that five to seven range. You know, we did see the 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 API came out today as we record this. I'm here Tuesday. It's about seven o'clock um, central time. Did do about a seven or a 5.2 million barrel build. That'll be confirmed or denied tomorrow by the EIA. Um, so we will let you know. But other than that, guys, you know, just headwinds, natural gas down to two dollars and twenty-two cents. I mean, it just doesn't look good, folks. It just it just doesn't look good. Um, the only thing we can do is keep listening to the show. Appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, Stu will be back from his his soiree. We'll check in, see what's going on in his world tomorrow. Um, and then get you guys out of here for the week. But again, appreciate everybody checking us out. www.energynewsbeat.com. See you tomorrow.